2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
3: The sense I get, and this is from people who know him much better than me. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Is that if he's offered. He will leave. Doesn't matter the job.
0: Oh, my God. Live from
3: the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Panthers, people go, well, David Tepper just hired a college guy. Well, Jim Albert really not a college guy. Earlier on the show, three-time Super Bowl champion Mark Schlereth, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette columnist Paul Zeiss. Coming up, co-host of CBS Mornings, Nate Burleson,
0: senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. And now. It's
4: Rich Eisen. Hour number
3: two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show on the Roku channel on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio. Affiliate, smart enough to have us. Also, Sirius XM Odyssey. Our podcast. Yes, get our podcast. All three hours. You never know uh, when you might need that backstop. If you're listening to us or watching us live every day, and maybe you miss an hour, you want to backstop it or listen to us whenever you don't well please. It's your right as a podcast listener. Go to where all podcasts are placed in, uh, in, your, uh, in your world and uh, go. Uh, go. Uh, b- b- I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, podcast, I'm like, are you going to spit
0: this out?
3: <laughs> hey, you, just get a damn podcast. It'll be helpful
2: and appreciated. You're still reeling that? from that bump, you know, that we gave Roku. We're you are know, still filling that with that. But I guess,
3: uh, we're uh, starting to hour number two. Nate Burleson's joining us here on this program. Brockman and Del Tufo in their spots. I'm
0: in a great mood, Rich. Did you see what happened yesterday? What in Boston?
3: Finally. Oh yes. Yeah. So, well, let me just say hi to TJ. Okay. Hey, hour two. Good to see you. Hey, world. Have at it, sir. Because this is this is big news. You thought. You thought. You thought. I mean, you thought Mookie. I, went, I had been bracing myself because Xander went the way of Mookie. Literally
0: all Southern California all winter yes. for just like the the passing tweet of. Raphael Devers has been traded to the blah, 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 for like, blah, blah, And I'm just
3: like. By the way, that would have been the worst tweet ever. <laughs> right? No, but they were not going to trade Raphael John, Devers. They, thank
0: God John Henry, like, looked in his couch cushions and found the money he could have paid everyone else that we let go. I'm just thankful. Raphael oh, Devers
3: 11 back. years, 330 million bucks, right? Great. That's a lot of chaw. You can buy a that's lot a- of chaw with that. <laughs> Stick it right there that's between a- that left cheek and gum, man, and start raking.
0: That's a lot of chaw for Raffy. So hopefully we can get him a sponsorship, maybe this year. But yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Great news. I, I, when I mean, does he
3: start playing first base? Disaster averted. When do we move him to first? When do we do that? Well,
0: he's only like twenty-six, so okay. he's got some
3: time. All now. right. So we're, what about a third of the way through the contract? I think when he hits first?
0: thirty, we can move him over to first.
3: When you reacquire Xander Bogarts?
0: I mean, I would love that. No, that's not happening.
3: I'm aware, but congratulations! Hey, Um, I don't have to
0: abandon our team completely.
3: As a Yankee fan, (laughs) as a Yankee fan, as a Yankee fan, this is what one would term bad news.
0: Yes, because he's a Yankee killer. (laughs) Uh,
3: Honestly, like if I had to name the top five Yankee killers Mm -hmm. uh, of all time since I've been rooting for them, I don't know if he um, does he crack the top. Excuse me. I am a fifty-three year old man. First one Jim Rice. George Brett. Oh, George Brett. Oh yeah. He's the one who the Pine Tar game. He he would put him in upper decks off of Rich Gossage in playoff games. Yeah. You know? George Brett was a Yankee killer. Number two, Edgar Martinez. Holy cow. Yeah. I oh my God, was he a Yankee killer? Manny Ramirez. Man, he was and then we'd remind like, where's he from? Where's he from? Uh, yeah. Washington, Washington Heights. Washington Heights. Oh, gosh. He man man was a Yankee killer. Oh, yeah. He's from <laughs> right around here. Oh, he, yeah. I think he hit his childhood home with that baseball. <laughs> yeah. You know? Man he was yeah. a Yankee killer. Damn it. Damn it, was he a Yankee killer. Altuve the a current Yankee killer.
2: That's facts.
3: You know? To the point where we're talking about buzzers and whatever and... <laughs> Because we're trying to figure out how and why. Buzzers and bad tattoos. Bregman's a pretty damn good Yankee killer right now too, man. But Devers, he's got that on his resume, pal. Yeah,
0: nineteen home runs in Ooh. in eighty seven games. lord.
3: Nineteen in eighty seven games, dude. Yeah. I think when he I forget when was he a rookie when yeah, he when turned he, a face Chapman? a yeah. a I mean an eye high fastball. It eye was ball. in his it was. He took it. I know. It was like 103 miles an hour, way above the strike zone, I and mean, he tomahawked it the In other the way. playoffs. And I'm like, oh god, really? This, this guy? This guy?
0: Yeah.
3: All right. So congratulations. Hey, good news. I can build around him.
0: I can stay a Red Sox fan. You were gonna leave. I was. <laughs> I was 100% <laughs> leaving. My mom. My, my mom actually. Uh, Mary Bachman. Because she, she listens. Uh, Send me it's a Padres un- hat for Christmas, because they heard the show the one day oh, where I was talking about leaving. Did they the really? <laughs> oh, that's amazing.
3: it's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah. Shout out, Miss Mary. Yeah. What are you doing with it? Put it on a shelf? Yeah. Like the elf? It's, it's like sitting, your elf? It's
0: just sitting in there.
3: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on the shelf. Shelf like the elf. Yeah, well, we'll congratulations, congratulations, sir. Made me
0: laugh. I'm excited.
3: Congrats. Congrats. Great news. So, I mean, what a year. I mean, if you don't get 10 years and nine figures that starts with a three, who the hell are you? Nobody. Right? Where is Correa right now? I just, here's what I understand. Are we, are we still reading MRIs with him or I, what's going from on? From what here? I
2: understand, whoa, whoa. all signs are pointing to he is still going to be a Met. Okay. It just seems as though the We've, terms and the length of the contract are going to be different, but no other team seems to be in but play. What are we waiting for? Like the blood work coming back. Like what's happening? Well, I think New Year's. The gotta, you, you know business the shuts down after like December twenty third. right? come we're on. Reading, business, we're reading. We're it. reading Instagram stories. In Hollywood, uh, Chris, Broadway's Holly,
3: Hollywood. Uh, no Hollywood ends. Like that. Uh, just ends like, at, like December twentieth. It's uh, a wrap. Uh, honestly, like
2: Thanksgiving. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Even <laughs> yeah, nobody works in December. No, I know that. So, <laughs> but, yeah. but the business of baseball. Now, I'm Look, like, I'm just saying what my Mets people tell me. Your uh, Mets people. Okay.
3: The guy who puts on the Mister Met uniform and flips the bird, so he Del Tufo stuff. can keep on putting he, that meme up on his uh, on all of his social he media. He, he knows stuff. He has
0: four fingers. I know that. Yeah,
2: that's how he can get away with doing There's, it. There was no.
3: That's, a, that's right.
2: They call the guy in. They
3: call the guy in the front office. Like, did you flip the middle finger? I don't have I don't a middle, have a middle finger. finger. Which is, by the way, a great defense. He's like, but didn't flip the middle finger. You got one. Have one to flip it. Uh.
0: <laughs> oh, it feels no, good to well, laugh. Crazy kid was wearing a, a kid version of the I Heart New York shirt, so people were taking that as a sign that it's he's still trending in that direction.
2: Okay,
3: got it. Very good.
2: Yeah, I just don't That's think the contract will be as long. Is
3: so. Uh, if you are just joining or just turning on or or, or are unaware, great news out of Cincinnati. Uh, Demar Hamlin opened his eyes, according to Ian Rappaport. Uh, he is squeezing the hands of his loved one. He's following commands, which is exactly what the Bills are referring to when they put out their statement earlier about uh, a remarkable improvement and neurologically responding. He's neurologically intact, is what he appears to be. This is this is this is good news. Yet another uh, confirmation of how quickly. And wonderfully, he was administered first aid. So it's great news. And so now I think we feel a little bit more comfortable. And uh, from from what I'm hearing, the league feels more comfortable to start turning its attention to what to do about the Bills and Bengals and that game that means so much for either team and then everyone else around them in the AFC. Truly the only uh, unaffected, one would say, teams in the playoff race uh, are the Jaguars and Titans because they have their own you know, win-or-go-home game. Although the Jaguars do have an opportunity to make the playoffs if they lose on Saturday night. The Titans win, they win the AFC South. The Jaguars have an opportunity if they lose to make the playoffs if they get all the results that, say, the Steelers need to get in. They need the, the Jets to beat the Dolphins, they need the Bills to beat the Patriots, and then, <laughs> then they need the Steelers to lose to the Browns. So uh, bottom line is, if the Steelers get all the results they need to make the playoffs and then lose their game, the Jaguars get in. Even if they lose Saturday night. Um, which is maybe one of the reasons why that wasn't made the final game of the year. Yeah. Right. Um, but at any rate, long story short, is we're talking about the one seed now. And our friend, Shefty. Adam Schefter put out there what Matt Hasselbeck told him, one of our favorites of all time, is maybe a fix is the game's not played. Mm-hmm. Because to play this game is um, a significant lift, mm-hmm. to say the least. And let me hit that before I get to what Hasselbeck said. To play this game means two things. One, one, You've got to find a time to do it. <laughs> when do you do it? Week 19, which is the first weekend of the wild card weekend. Um, yesterday, Mike Florio came on and said, How about you put that in with just the NFC plays its wild card games and the wild card week, along with the Bills and the Bengals, and you give a bye week to the entirety of the AFC playoff field, with the exception of these two teams that are in it. Then you now have your seating. The following week is when you play the AFC playoffs, and the NFC winners of that wild card game are off that week. Then everybody plays their wild card games in the AFC the week when there was supposed to be an entire divisional playoff. Then the next week, when there was championship weekend, that's your divisional playoff weekend. Everybody's now all up to speed on the same week the following week when there was a bye week for the pro bowl games the reimagined pro bowl games that's when championship sunday would occur and then the following week is the super bowl as scheduled just no bye week in between the problem with that is that whoever is the one seed in the nfc would have three weeks of football off i'm going to talk about the concept of rusty or rested i mean that's But nothing's perfect. And then there's the other concept of what Mark Schlereth placed in front of us in hour number one, which is, I don't want to play the game. You you want to send the Bills and the Bengals onto the field where that trauma just took place? Really? You want to put everybody back there? You want to hit the way back machine? As Schefter put it, the league... Is kind of thinking that game has what do you say bad mojo? Was the phrase that they he used on the mojo. ESPN bad mojo? And yeah. it's just like okay, that happened. We are done revisiting it. If the yeah. Bills and the Bengals play each other then in the playoffs, then so be it. Right. And if it happens to be in Cincinnati, then so be it. But we're not going to replay the game after everything's over. Like that is done and that is finished, and the page is turned on that. The issue is is then well, how do you handle the seating? because we had a conversation yesterday, like if you say it's a tie, right? Mm-hmm. If you say it's a tie, then you look at, if you wouldn't mind putting the AFC standings up as it currently is right now, then the Bills would be 12-3-1 behind the Chiefs, who they've beaten. And then the Bengals would be 11-4-1 and uh, unable to catch the Chiefs, who if they beat the Raiders, they're 14-3. and The best the Bengals can be is, is 12-4-1. And the Bengals have got a tie break in their back pocket they'd love to put on the table against the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. And a tie will not allow them to do it. Now, if you go ahead and say winning percentage, well, then the Chiefs would have the best winning percentage because they don't have the most wins. You know, I'm I'm not a mathematician, but you can do that in your head pretty much right now. That if you're talking about winning percentage, you have more wins based on the number of total games that you've played. Obviously, the Bengals and Bills would have a fewer game played, but... Fewer wins, so the Chiefs would essentially, if you will, and I choose my words carefully here. There's a, a, not to, I'm not saying this to be insensitive. They they would be handed a one seed when one of the teams involved beat them. Well, actually, both teams involved beating them. Right. Bills and the Bengals, and the Chiefs. Hey, you get the one seed. So Hasselbeck suggested. You have to give the Chiefs the 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 uh, choice. It's not home field advantage and a bye week. You get one or the other. And whoever finishes second, okay.
2: They get what's left.
3: They get what's left. Now, the issue with that is, is that the Bills might be in that second position because they're still a game better than the Bengals. And the Bengals were up 7-3. Like, nothing's going to come about at out of this as, quote-unquote, fair for everyone. But whoever wins the conference based on winning percentage has a choice between taking the bye or taking the home field advantage. Hmm. And then if there is a game played between two teams that have not had the same number of regular season games played in the championship game that game gets put into a neutral site and clearly that would mean any AFC championship game that isn't Bills Bengals would be a neutral site so if knowing that I would take the bye I would take the bye I'd take the week off I'd take the week off to get healthier and I would put my team directly into the second round of the playoffs why wouldn't you I'll take the second round of the playoffs. Certainly yeah. if
0: yeah, absolutely. certainly
3: if, you know, there's no home field advantage for the championship game. Because more likely than not, it's a neutral site. So right. I'm and I'm I don't think I'm costing myself a home game in the divisional round. I'm clearly gonna get a, a home game in the divisional round. So I'll take a home game in the divisional round and then roll the dice on, you know where everything turns out that, yeah, I, I'm going to be, if I'm the Chiefs, I'll take the home field advantage. And I know if I take on the Bills or the Bengals, that, team's in a, that game's in a, uh, a neutral site. And if I'm taking on a team that's, say, the Jaguars or the Titans or the filling in the rest of the, from the wild card, they're coming to my house because I've got a better seating. So I, I honestly don't know how that resolves much. This choice of you get to choose this or that because just playing it out, I would absolutely take the week off. I'm getting healthier. I would absolutely take the buy into the second round of the playoffs where I'm not playing anybody in the first weekend. And then what? If the the team that's above me, Bengals-Bills, is above me, guess what? We're going to neutral side anyway. So I am not costing myself any any home field advantage in any of the games that I have a home field advantage opportunity. Because when I come out of my buy, I am I got my home game. I don't think there is any fix here that's going to be satisfactory to anybody, unless they play this game, which is apparently highly unsatisfactory for the Bills and the Bengals. And then moving and then moving playoff weeks and giving buys and three three weeks of a buy to the NFC because you are changing everything around. Well, word is, and we'll, we'll talk to Albert Breer in hour number three, um, that the league wants to make this decision before toe meets ball between the Chiefs and the Raiders, which I think makes sense because if the Chiefs win this, it can make a lot of points moot, technically. Right. Because the bottom line is we say, if you say Bills and Bengals do not play again and the Patriots beat the Bills and the Bengals beat the Ravens, then you know the only thing that that doesn't do is give the bengals a one seed throughout the entire playoffs and the patriots are in and the chiefs got 14 wins which it which if the chiefs have 14 wins the bengals even if they won out the rest of the way couldn't couldn't have gotten there anyway they couldn't have gotten the one see what i'm saying I do. So the league might, you know, just come up with this decision to say, we're not replaying the game and we'll 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 figure out, you know, winning percentage, and then the results hit. Bengals couldn't have gotten the one seed anyway. The Patriots get the seventh seed by beating the Bills, who couldn't get the one seed after they lost that game, if the Chiefs won that game on Saturday anyway. We'll see how it all wraps up, but if they do the if they do the hassle you know, I'm sorry, Matt, I've got to say it.
2: The new dance craze. Oh, sorry. I,
3: I got to say it. If they do the Hasselbeck, we're going to take the bye and we're going to score. Uh, <laughs> Man, <laughs> wow. really? Why, why'd you have to do that? that? <laughs> Hold on. Matt, 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 Matt. <clears throat> Love you, brother. <laughs> we'll take a break. Nate Burleson here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's how we're rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, I guess we're back. <laughs> on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, powered by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Joining us right here on the Rich Eisen Show, one of my favorites, the Emmy Award winner, the, um, uh, uh, Took out uh, many, many terrifically talented um, uh, sports broadcasters, and, uh, and he deserves it. Uh, still with NFL Network, but he is with CBS Sports and CBS News, part of CBS This Morning. Our friend Nate Burleson here on the Mercedes-Benz van phone line. How are you doing, Nate? I'm good, Rich. How are you doing? How odd would it be right now if I asked you to break down the speaker race right now? If I just if I just went straight hard news with you. Wouldn't that be odd if I did that? Right now, it, it, it
1: wouldn't be that hard, but it, it'd be tough for Kevin McCarthy to continue to stand when he is uh sitting there being um uh, rejected by some of the people that stood on the same side of the aisle as him. So, you know, we we could do it all. We could talk politics, we could talk football, we can go NBA if you want, baby. Is he talk is he
3: so basically you're saying Kevin McCarthy is currently the Zach Wilson of politicians, is basically what you're saying. Right break. now.
1: Yeah, looking to what people are saying about Zach Wilson, there's still a chance. I mean,
3: called, still a chance. <laughs> See, I think we've I think <laughs> we've merged the two lanes right now, Nate. I think we merged. And the Listen, I
1: got I got to jump in. Speaking of lanes, yes. you know I, I I get the criticism with people driving in the fast lane that don't know how to. I completely understand that. But as a West Coast guy, yes. I was introduced to pineapple on pizza. Oh, and I thought to myself, mate. this is solid. This is what I thought to myself. And I actually I had somewhat of a taste for it. I moved to the East Coast, New Jersey, New York area. Now you oh, yeah. understand. That's the first time I ordered it, the complete disgust in the faces <laughs> of those that were taking my orders.
3: <laughs> they almost revoked your New York privileges, like Pulp Fiction, right Get on the spot. Here. Right? They
1: almost kicked me out. That was my first month here. <laughs>
3: oh, I love it. Nate Burleson here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, we're in a much better mood, man. I, I know. I, I I could sense it with you too. Uh, getting this news about Damar Hamlin today has just been. I, I feel like a weight is being lifted. Obviously. You know, in these situations, uh, they're fluid, two steps forward, one step back, and you got to be cautiously optimistic. But this, this feels great, this news that we heard today out of Cincinnati, Nate. It, you know?
1: it really does feel great. And, and I don't want to be overdramatic because I don't think there really um, is a way to call our reaction collectively overdramatic. But as a country, we witness certain things. You know, we hope that most of them are great, right? Um, they're sports moments. There's, there's Jordan dunking from the free throw line. There's a, a, a home run in the World Series. There's a, a, a knockout by Tyson in the '90s. There's things that we share when it comes to sports, and, and we hope that it's something that we could sit around a water cooler and discuss, or at the barbershop shop, or when we all get together in the off season. But then there are all moments like this um, that are shocking and jarring, uh, moments that leave us traumatized. I mean, look at the players on the field, tears streaming down their eyes. Um, And and as I was watching it, I was thinking about the coaches, the, the, the people in the stands, and even everybody at home watching. The reason I bring all that up is because you said there is a sigh of relief, and we're all taking that breath just hoping that we'll continue to get good news because this was another moment we witnessed, of course, on the end of the spectrum of negativity, um, and you know we we all want to hear good news moving forward when it comes to Demar Hamlin.
3: No doubt about that, Nate. If you could, uh, unless you have reached out to T Higgins um, or know or or have plan on it, well, let's just say that right now, what would you say to T Higgins right now, Nate?
1: That it's not your fault. I, you know there were a few people that were floating that the thought that you know it was the offensive player who. Um, initiate the contact, or he lowered his head or his body, and we are going to have injuries in sports. It's inevitable. Rich, you know this is mm-hmm. 100% injury rate. Um, I'm never a guy to blame the other person. I, I remember being in Chicago, catching a ball, and coming down and searching for the ground. I was a little bit higher than expected. Cornerback draped on my back. I came down. My knee was fully extended. And I had a tibial plateau fracture. Mm. And once I, I was talking to the doctors, and this is what I found out later, he said this is common in car accidents when people brace their legs and they're bracing for impact. The reason I bring that up is because immediately it was one of the worst injuries I had, and I knew it in real time. I could feel the bulge in my knee underneath my spandex. As soon as I get up, I collapsed. And in that moment, I didn't blame the ball being too high or the field or even the corner. It's part of the game, so you know when players are starting to think about being on the field at the same time or even being involved in that play. I just want to reiterate that it's it's not your fault. It's part of the game, unfortunately.
3: Exactly. I mean, he was just playing football, And, you know, and and I I, I just hope he's not sitting here thinking, you know, why did I cross the field to get those extra yards? Right? Like he could have just right. he could have just cut up and just gotten down. It was a first down, but why did I do what I did? And You know, you know why? Why you know why? Why did I uh, you know collide with him the manner in which I did? And I hope that's not the case. I really hope it's not the case because you know his next snap of football. I I don't
1: believe it is. And you know, to be honest, I I think it it might not have anything to do with that particular play and him feeling guilty. More, you know, a, a more appropriate question is, you know, is he having difficulty? Um, getting back on the field in any manner, whether it's just being physically free to do what he does, because he's he's a talented wide receiver. Uh, and then, it, will he have any mental blocks because of what happened? And, and let's just take it a step further. Now we're really diving into the layers of being a wide receiver. What makes E. Higgins unique, and guys like him, is that he is explosive. That he can cross the field. That he can avoid tackles. That he can make certain moves in between players that fights for those extra yards. Um, now does he play differently? Does he, instead of going and fighting for those extra yards, does he slide? If he's close to the out-of-bounds and he could go for three or four more, does he go out-of-bounds? These are questions that I think players are now wrestling with after either being involved in a moment like that or seeing a moment like
3: that. The Emmy Award-winning host and analyst Nate Burleson here on the Rich Eisen Show. And, you know, you straddle both worlds, man, and so expertly, uh, sports and news with CBS Mornings. you know many morning shows you're you're there all the time it's not a lot of sports talked about and usually it's it's issues like safety that suddenly um explodes on a scene like a hard news scene like the one that you're you're involved with and um and you're you know you're a guy coming from the world of sports and you have obviously a unique perspective that they seek to tap into what is the conversation do you think amongst people who aren't diehard sports fans who see this and that that the NFL is going to hear about, um, have to deal with and address. What do you think, Nate?
1: Is the league doing enough to keep these players safe? That's the first question. And, of course, we stop with the head all the way to the soles of your cleats. Helmet. Is it the best helmet these guys can wear? Mm -hmm. What about shoulder pads? How do you protect the guys moving forward when it comes to those type of impacts? Albeit rare, um, people are concerned about these shoulder pads now being lightweight, and guys wearing stuff that is thinner, lighter to make them quicker and mm-hmm. faster. Um, the league's response to him on the field. I do believe that they did the best they can do. And this was my assumption and this isn't me putting on a cape for the league. Yeah. Um th- this is uh this is my assumption when I watched it. I I thought that they did a good job getting there, but it was confirmed when you hear people from Hamlin's family saying that. Like that more than anything, um that that shows that the league did well. Now, with that said, let me take off the NFL logo I metaphorically wear mm-hmm. often and say that's what they're supposed to do. They are supposed to be quick in response. And I think moving forward, maybe they figure out how to get there even faster. Maybe there is something there on the field that puts them in a position that they are as fast as possible. I'm trying to make this relatable to sports fans. If, if we're watching receivers run 40s every year and it goes from 4-6 being really fast to 4-5, 4-4, 4-3, what is the league doing to make their time faster mm-hmm. as they are going on the field, getting to a player, and then, if possible, using CPR to keep that player alive or to keep him breathing? Um, another thing is now we have to continue the conversation about health benefits moving forward and not just for guys who have been in the league for three or four years. Um, You know, and that's just for five years after the league. What about lifetime health insurance? What about guys who aren't just dealing with your typical run of the mill injuries? You know, I'm thankful I was able to walk away from the league. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had my fair share of concussions, separated shoulders, torn ligaments, broken bones, broken rib, broken nose, long list goes on and on and on. But what about guys that have it worse than me? What do they have after the insurance runs out after the disability um isn't enough what can the league do better what can the league provide um other than what they're providing now because we know this is a multi billion dollar industry um and then as far as these young guys who haven't made it to that bag that first contract or that second contract that are basically um making ends meet and before people at home panic and say do you mean ends meet these guys are making more money in their first years than i would make in x amount of years yes that may be true but that does not that does not dismiss the fact that these guys one are trying to figure out how to balance life between being nfl athletes and being the ultimate provider a lot of these guys are thrusted into the position as leader, financial advisor, the bank, the loaner, all of this in their first year. So the money that they're making is not always the money that they're saving, and it's not always the big rims, fancy cars, and watch they have on their wrist. So if these guys are struggling to make that money and their career ends like that, what is the league doing to give these guys um, a parachute or a nest egg that they can have when these type of situations happen,
3: yeah, no doubt, Damar Hamlin is not close to vesting at all for pensions yes. or anything like that, and and you know it's entirely possible that there's a a whole host of healthcare bills that would come his way if he leaves the league. Um, you know, thank
1: God for that GoFundMe, right?
3: Well, yeah, well, that's his charity. You know, I mean that that is his charity. You know what I mean? And and so. Um, this is definitely something to address and it, it, no question about it and, and I hope it is addressed and before the next collective bargaining agreement because that's a long way away and and yeah. I, I think it's very interesting that you point that out and important and also something else too uh, maybe something, uh, you know, again a show like the one you do every every morning on CBS, CBS Mornings can look into it like how equipped are youth sports leagues across the country because if this is the, the type of cardiac event that we believe it is that that Hamlin suffered this happens at youth sports when when baseballs are hit hard and hit a, a young kid in the chest um and or or uh, a at a hockey, hockey rinks a, yeah. Yeah. yeah hockey rinks like how equipped are youth sports leagues across the country with this type of life-saving equipment that the NFL had available uh, thank goodness for Hamlin uh, and and who knows how to use it like that that's something as parents I would check on big time you know
1: It's it's a very very sobering reality check for a lot of athletes, and it's tough, you know, for us to talk about this, especially us in media. You know, we want to be honest, um, have a very transparent approach, um, and and we want to be sensitive to DeMar Hamlin and his family. But you'll you'll hear this emotion rise out of us because um, there is this this harsh harsh reality that that we have been in this situation. We have taken that exact same hit maybe even worse then you start to reflect on time spent in youth sports like you're saying rich and and how it could have been you as a child and and not to mention someone like me who has an 18 year old and 16 year old who play football and want to play in college and want to play professionally Mm -hmm. that's why all of these athletes speak about it and oftentimes might get choked up but you're right how equipped are are these youth teams and these, these high schools, um, let alone college and professional sports, because as much as this may be something that doesn't happen often, it's one of those things. We'd rather be prepared for something that may never happen mm-hmm. than be prepared for something that happens once.
3: No doubt about it, Nate. Hey, man, uh, I appreciate you taking the time calling in. I know you got a long, busy day. Before you go, though, we could use a laugh. I don't know if you guys heard um, – you know Nate's story on game day morning the other day in a players only session. I'd love for you to retell it because uh, the 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 setup <laughs> the, the setup was based on what happened on the sideline between the Broncos' uh, offensive line and Brett Rippin, and when when uh, locker room arguments you know burst out on the sideline. Can you tell the Randy Moss story that you told the other day on NFL yeah, Network? Would you yeah,
1: want so we were in Washington playing the Redskins at the time, Commanders. Now, of course. And, uh, Randy runs this crosser route over the middle. And he's striding wide open. Pepper put a little bit, Dante Cole Pepper, Pepper put a little bit too much pepper on it. And it, it just hit his fingertips. Now, it would have been an amazing catch. Just one of those things from a distance. You're going to look at it and say, Moss, you should have caught it. And, and Moss is one of those guys. He, he would admit, I, I could have came down with it. So he gets to the sideline. Moss is mad. So I, I'm sitting next to him. And all I'm doing is just soaking up anything that happens. Good, the bad, the ugly. So I'm seeing how he's dealing with it. Charlie Baggett a wide receivers coach. He's walking from a distance. He got his headset on. And Charlie Charlie Baggett, he's a lovable coach. But you can tell when he's gonna come over and bark at you because you can see it written all over his face. So Moss sees him from about ten yards away and Moss is like, Hey, don't you come over here with that ish <laughs> T B. Don't you come over here with that ish. And I'm looking at Moss, looking at coach, looking at Moss. And CB is like, I'm committed now. I'm walking my butt over here. I'm going to yell at you. This is what I decided to do. And he walked over, and he was like, hey, CB, don't you do that ish right now. Come on now. And then and CB was like, what? No, Moss, you got to catch that ball. You know what it is. It's a big play. He said, hey, CB, man, watch out, man. F you, CB. CB said, F me. F you! Moss is like, no, F you! So then Moss gets up, walks away, and I'm like, holy smokes, you guys are really going at it? It's national TV? We need to get it together. We're in shambles right now. This is what I'm thinking in, in my head. CB looks at Moss as he walks away. The camera's right behind us. Then I realize, oh, there's some dramatics going on. He kind of peeks at the camera. He looks back down at me on the bench. A small smile comes over his face. He hands his he puts his fist out, the fist pump. He says, "Shoot, I ain't gonna let him punk me on national TV." <laughs> and he walks away. <laughs> I said, "Okay, these guys are already mad at each other. They didn't want to get punked on TV." Uh, but it was all love in the locker room. Oh
3: my gosh! Hey, CB, I love the the way you told it the other day too. Just like you just did right there, Nate. Oh my God, I was laughing. I was laughing on Sunday when I heard that one. Just like I am now, oh, man. Uh, Nate. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the time. Best to everyone at CBS, and uh, say hi to the guys. And I will see you on Game Day morning this weekend as well. We'll chat soon.
1: Sounds good, brother. Appreciate you, thanks man. for the time. Awesome.
3: Right back at you. That's the Emmy Award winner, Nate Burleson. Don't come over here, I say, B. Don't come over here. <laughs> That's a good Randy Moss, isn't it? That was it? a pretty good Randy Moss. <laughs> Don't come over here. Don't come over here, Sleepy. <laughs> I'm not letting him punk me on national TV. So sometimes we're like, oh, these guys hate each other. This team's right. in totally disarray. And it's just like, no, they puffed their chest out because NFL Films is yeah, checking right? them <laughs> Can't look soft. Oh, that's, you know, the Jeff Saturday Peyton Manning stuff, right? Remember yeah. they bark at each other, yelling and cursing at each mm-hmm. other?
2: You know. Yeah, there was that one instance. And then the other line oh. told Peyton, just shut up. And he shut up. Oh, my gosh.
3: So funny. Right there on the Mercedes-Benz van's phone line, brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van that you should open up because you're unlocking potential when you open up the doors of this versatile and capable mercedes-benz sprinter van that you can get in 16 body types your choice of a gas or diesel engine thousands of ways to customize and now it's available in all-wheel drive it's equipped to let you hit the open road take on any goal you set to help you follow your own passions and reawaken the spirit of adventure check all those big bold fun and exciting experiences right off your bucket list and certainly uh, on things that you want to do for this calendar year a perfect time for you to check out a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van and discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. Phone calls, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial when we come back. Albert Breer with the latest on what the league is deciding to do with this Bills and Bengals Monday nighter. And uh, we're feeling more and more comfortable talking about this subject matter because DeMar Hamlin opened his eyes last night. Great to hear the news coming out of Cincinnati. More when we come back on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. you can listen to the NFL on the NFL app on the Odyssey app on westwood one via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports sponsored by AutoZone. Uh the I guess two doctors, physicians they're they're wearing their yeah. they they're, they're certainly dressed like them right now as I see in the press conference at the University of Cincinnati. Uh, Medical Center, the two physicians care uh, taking care of uh, Damar Hamlin, uh, are talking right now and holding a press conference, which is another piece of good news that they feel confident enough to actually talk yeah. about what's happening. Um, and one of the physicians just said that Hamlin, in writing, which is good for motor skills, In writing, asked upon waking up what the final score was of Monday night.
2: Mm.
3: Who won the game? And the doctor's response was, the doctor's response was, you won the game of life, is what they told him. Really? That's what the doctor said. You won the game of life. Wow. That's what he told him. And then, uh, boy, do we have a story to tell about what's coming next, huh? And thank goodness we can talk that way about it. Man, I want to know who told him you got seven plus million dollars in your GoFundMe, too. But I, again, I am not a doctor. I do not wear the, you know, the, the lab coats that I'm seeing on the screen. But don't you think he can write? is a pretty damn good sign. That means I yeah. guess he's still got a tube in it. Yeah, probably
2: can't, probably be can't talk. A while, yeah.
3: But, hey, here's oh. a pen and pad. Who won the game? <laughs> Who won? Jeez. You won. Wow. wow. Man. Oh, man. Jack in Detroit. Let's take your phone call here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Jack?
4: Hey, Rich, you got to keep it simple. Do not do the hassle back. Do the sclera, right? Cancel the game, the chips fall where they are, and whoever complains about home field advantage, one simple question. How did that work out for Green Bay and Kansas City last year? It didn't. And you know who's gonna work it out this year? Detroit Lions are winning the Super
3: Bowl. We think about that, Rich. <laughs> um Jack, are you on the are you on the T? Are you on the Green Bay T right now? What are you on, Jack? Sipping on, sipping on. Oh, no, 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 man.
4: I'm on Motor City Madness with Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes finally bringing a winner <laughs> to the Motor City.
3: You should be excited, That's
4: though. Jim Harbaugh couldn't do this year with the Wolverine.
3: Oh, my word. Look at Jack. Look at you coming in all hot. Jack is no, filming.
4: Seriously, man. why not? Hey, we're the darlings of America, hard-knocked, one in six. We're getting it done. So let me ask. Five years of futility
1: is over.
3: I like this, Jack. I like your your, your, your <laughs> I like uh, moxie. I like your moxie. So if you're carping uh, on, on Harbaugh, who do you root for in the state of Michigan collegiately? What's your team? Who's your team?
4: Oh, no, I'm all about Harbaugh. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It was just very disappointing. They were the better team, but the only way they were going to lose it was with turnovers and bad plays, and that's what happened, you know.
3: I don't, um, I don't know about that. And I appreciate Hey, Look, Jack, thanks for the call. Greatly appreciate it. Good luck to your lions. Good luck to your lions.
0: <laughs> I like how he quickly was like, no, no, I'm with our It's just, you uh, know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people, it's funny when, when, when I communicate with them on Twitter and I'll see, you know, I will see somebody just absolutely slag on me. Terrible. Like, he's got an awful show. He's smug. Like, whatever you want to say. Uh, just slag on me, and then I will go. Okay, I'll bite. Who is this person? And I'll I'll look at their account, and then there's two words that just shock me, like ninety five percent of the time, follows you. <laughs> right, and it's just like I don't get it. Like if I'm so terrible, and I'm what's wrong with fill in the blank, what's with the following? then don't follow follows you okay so i don't know if was he, he was he trolling was he trolling on me or not and then of course i'll usually you know if it's the warren sat rule like if if there's a, a significant amount of followers that might see something that criticizes me incorrectly um you know if if there's an inaccuracy as to what i said i will respond and then eventually, 90% of the time after that, it'll be like, hey, man, love your work.
2: Love you. Great job. Oh, oh, geez. Geez. Love, love the What's show. Love up you up with that? Rich, here's the deal, though. Hey, to what? to truly understand a troll, you yes, must sir. get into the mind of a troll. and. No. You've got one in the room who can maybe help you to understand. DJ Mikey D. Because I get trolled D.
5: more than anybody.
2: No, 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 no,
5: no. You I are, the are the troll. troll.
3: You are the troll. all over the oh, world. No, you don't. That
5: sip Hold on a minute. Hold on. Hold on,
3: Guys, 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 hold on a minute. Let the man. Let the man say his feet. He could be the next speaker of the house. That's the respect here. That's
5: true. Drive the gavel. Yes. I have people that follow me. Yes. Watch me, yes, and I know for a fact, hate my <sighs> success, and I love it. Okay, and by the way, yes. it's made me a great troll by having that. But
3: who hates your success? I, I know in people. this room. I'm
5: not saying in this room. Well, I'm not saying. But this you room. troll
3: us. Well, he doesn't want to hear. What you I troll I do Michigan? Stuff. He you
5: like troll it. Red Sox and, Sox and Patriots. TJ you at least gives me some. But we don't hate your success. That's our point. There are all- people like around but you i will us your loved ones I respect you and appreciate your success the fact that, that i have been trolled my
3: whole life yeah but we don't troll you come on bro we you have get, our fun no, with no, no, you no no, no
5: no no i troll you out of out of I, you two, I bust your chops. The god, you're
3: right. You two, I most. bust his chops too. He Patriots. hates it. Like he will literally steam to the point where he's got to take a walk. We've seen it. That's why he's laughing. That's why TJ's laughing. You know, but that's <laughs> like being a
5: troll. You've seen person, it, this guy. Being a trolled person, <laughs> I have become a troll. But we're not
2: the ones right. doing the trolling. No, I just do it so to everybody. So how do you do explain
3: everybody. your
5: trolling of us? I do it to everybody, Mike. Who
2: do so mother, you, you probably sister. have the highest Q rating of anyone on this show. Like, nobody says anything about you, and yet all of a sudden you get trolled all the time. I don't see it am telling personally. you guys,
5: I know for a fact,
2: yes. 100%
5: unequivocally, I have more people that despise
3: my success is than have been congratulatory uh, for. Is that, why <laughs> you, is that why you can't get the 20 votes you need to become speaker? I can't,
5: I can't get one. I couldn't be speaker uh, of the bathroom uh, in the back. I, I see what Mike saying. Yes, yes, you can.
2: Mike, Rich, That's I see what, what Mike's saying. That, I vote for you for imagine that. Imagine, like, you're watching a TV show, right? And yes. you've, you're doing an interview with uh, a, a, a TV guy yeah. who wants to give props yeah. to someone for doing a job. And then you have somebody on that show kind of looking at the camera and go, no, no. Mm. Yeah, Mike would never do anything <laughs> like that. Never. <laughs> Hour three, Albert Breer coming up. Never. Mike would never do something like when... When Kevin Harlan, for instance, is trying to give an unknown sound man some props and glory. Mm-hmm. Mike mm-hmm. would never mm-hmm. stare at the camera and Again, shake his head does, in disgust. Does, does like the I Roku audience you. even know? I don't think we've no, talked no.
3: about we might, this no, my, Jeff Walker fella since we've been on Roku? on Roku for four months. Where where it was, and it, by the way, a tough one for you. It was that three-point, <laughs> it was that three. The Kawhi the, shot that yeah. bounced on the rim three times that knocked the Philadelphia 76ers. Out of the playoffs, Raptors versus Sixers, yep. and 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 we had Kevin Arlen we on the call, came on and talked about how terrific the sound was that it bounced on the rim three times and went in, At and even three. gave a compliment to Jeff Walker, the sound guy.
5: I thought it was going to be another guy's name. I've explained this many times. And, I mean, that's what you're you say. It was supposed to be Patrick. Took Sargevel, it in. Here's video. Jeff Walker, you. a video. Thank you. I knew Hoskins
3: would find it. You're like, wait Here a minute. You're no, listening. Exactly. this belly in the back. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Sound guy. Sound guy. You're like, wait yep, a minute. Oh, I'm happy. Oh, he's going to give sound guy credit. What's his guy. name? Jeff Walker. Don't know forget the guy. that guy. I don't know the guy. <laughs> That's why guy I don't know the guy. I, but I, exactly. my girl, But no, you then gave the look. Look, I'm from New York, just like you are. That is the international symbol of this guy. I don't We're know the East Coast guy. Not it's like symbol. I don't know, I don't know I don't that know know guy. guy. No, this, the look is you the look. If I don't know this guy, is hmm, hmm. who's that person? Yeah. Are you, you in went, my head? This head. guy. No. That's what I oh, said. Oh Mike,
0: we were on set that day where you yes. told us.
5: It's yes. okay. and essentially you know, said, oh, I what, what I was you oh, him like? No, no, guy, no. Hold on okay. this look. That guy, eh. <laughs> Oh!
3: <laughs> By the way, twice.
5: You guys are making my point about being trolled. Thank you. That's true. Thank you, you guys. coming out. Oh Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you God. Thank you God. <laughs>